I am going to describe the plot of a porno to you. And I want you to tell me if there is anything unique about this plot or if you feel it's like a standard porno plot. Okay? Okay. I mean, you know, pornos are well known for being heavy on plot. Okay. Well, well, let's, let's let me know if this seems like it's just your run-of-the-mill porno plot. Uh, starts off with a maid in a hotel room. And some step-siblings. No, no, no. Work with me here. Wait for it. Okay. Wait for it. She's okay. cleaning with uh, the vacuum cleaner. She's going cleaning with the vacuum cleaner. And then she sits down on the bed and starts using the vacuum cleaner on herself, kind of using the suction. Then a husband and wife come into the hotel room and they're like, oh, no, we've discovered the maid masturbating with the vacuum cleaner. So, of course, what do they do is they strip her naked and then begin having oral sex with her. You know, she sucks the guy's dick while the wife eats her out and they keep swapping positions. There's some 69ing until finally at the end, she is reverse cowgirl on top of the guy uh, riding him until he comes. And then there's the, the cum shot of the, the cum coming out of her vagina. Would you say this is a fairly standard porn setup? Yeah. I mean, I object to someone putting a hotel vacuum cleaner on their genitalia. That just seems incredibly unsanitary and dangerous. I mean, a hotel's like you're just, I've been just, you're, you're sucking the hallway and the crumbs around the bed. And then you're like, you know where that needs to go next is my clit. Like, So I, your objection is the sanitary nature of this clip? Yes. You know what? I forgot the intro. Hey, everybody. This is TC Rollins. And this is Rain DeGray. And welcome to another weekly episode of the Dirty Talk podcast, where we discuss all things, give me some adjectives. Involving hotel masturbation with vacuum cleaners. Yes, we discuss all things involving <laughs> hotel room vacuum masturbation. Among other things. That's just one of the many topics we cover around here. So in your opinion, this is a fairly run-of-the-mill porn plot, right? I mean, unless there's a, a very important part of the plot that you have not shared with me or forgotten to add. I'm building up to something here. When do you think this porno possibly could have been made? The fact that you're asking for a timeline makes me believe that this might be one of the earliest porns ever made. Possibly, because I kind of <gasps> set that up for you to know. Okay, so so throughout a year, what, what year? What year do you think we're talking here? Um, vacuum cleaners. Okay. Uh, so they need to have a motor and it has to be recorded when we're vacuum cleaners, but like standard for a hotel room. Give me a sec. I'm trying to. Okay. Okay. 1918. You're surprisingly close. What do you mean surprisingly? 1908. Okay. Thank you. So right. surprisingly no, close. Yeah. You're, you were 10 years off. I not. I, I should have been closer. I know enough about hotel rooms, porn, and vacuuming. <laughs> I know that you are a vacuum historian. I am a big fan of Dyson. I have a lot to say about vacuums. I Yes, you're right. I probably know more about vacuums than the average person. The film I am describing to you is called... I don't even know if I can pronounce this. It's a French film called... Uh, le la bonne auberge. And it is credited as being the first hardcore pornographic film ever oh. made. Of course, it's French. 
Well, you know those French. They used to make a lot of films like this that they would display in brothels to the patrons in between oh. visiting with okay. the ladies there. So there's some debate as to whether it's the very first hardcore porn ever made because a lot of them were destroyed when the brothels were raided and they would take it because it was – I mean this is 1908 and if you watch this movie – which I suggest you do, and there's a reason why I am suggesting that you do, and the reason why I'm bringing it up, is that it is hardcore, even by today's standards, but you're thinking 1908, so there's full full genital to genital, like, everything. Because you think, like, the early 1900s are fairly demure. Um, I, I think that you can have that perception, but if you do any sort of research, you realize not so much. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, humans it, are are trying to put a veneer of demure over what they do, but we are just filthy beasts. We are filthy beasts, and we are constantly looking for sex. The reason why I started watching this film is, is be- because you're a filthy beast. Is because I am a filthy beast, and last week we were talking about Pornhub, and Pornhub was lucky enough to be the beneficiary of Facebook going down because then Pornhub's traffic exploded. One of the things I found on Pornhub is that they have a library of vintage porn that they call remastered. So like remastered and masturbated kind of combined. Ah, Right, right. Okay. Very clever. Yes. They have this film on there. They call it the Hotel Dior. And what they have done, because Pornhub likes to take other people's porn and use it. So what happens when you run out of modern porn is you go back and you find all the porn from the past. They have taken this porn and they have used AI technology to make the frame rate better. Because if you look at all these films from the late 1800s, early 1900s, they're they're kind of jumpy, right? And the people move really fast and everybody looks very strange. They've added frames so that it's a lot smoother also, they've colorized it. The thing about their colorization is that there's there's plenty of AI algorithms that can colorize old film because they have records of, you know, this thing is this color, this thing is that color. Uh, but a lot of these AIs haven't been trained on pornography. So their AI in specific had to be trained on the different gradients of color for penises and nipples and vulvas and everything like that. So they had to completely retrain their AI to colorize porn since there wasn't a huge set to work with on that. Hmm. Yeah, I've I've done some research into colorization of stuff because sometimes a lot of the times the person doing it has to make their own executive decision of what they think it should be. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they've actually done some backstory on it to to find out what it would be. Yeah, that's I mean, Pornhub has a voracious mass of hungry consumers and they have completely gutted out the industry, so I'm not surprised they're having to hit up vintage porn from over 100 years ago because they're running out of stuff to pirate. Yeah, so they can just go and pirate all the other stuff because it's pretty much in the public domain now. Right, right. I'll put a link to their remastered collection of vintage pornography along with this podcast on the website. I suggest you go take a look 
at it, it's really interesting just from a historical perspective, seeing how far back porn goes and also seeing that the porn industry really hasn't come up with anything new since the very first pornos because that plot could be any porno from 1908 up to made just a couple years ago right oh the maid has the vacuum the couple walks in oh what's she doing oh let's all have sex it's it's their their plots haven't really improved (laughs) with age it's hard to make that transition from you have some people in the room to they start banging and uh the plots are often weak and a bit thin like tissue paper they are the other thing that stood out about this film for me was the use of the vacuum cleaner because vacuums had only been invented a couple years prior. Like the very first electric vacuum cleaner with a motor was invented by a man in Ohio around 1907. So to have it pop up just a couple years later in this porn film is amazing. Because as we've talked about before, anytime new technology is created, instantly we use it for sex <laughs> we use for it sex. for sex or like for how can i time. use this to get off just like how the whole medium of moving pictures was relatively new in 1908 but the first thing people do is like let's Sexy just times. yeah let's Sexy film people times. fucking right yes oh, well, we have we have this course. new vacuum that sucks what did we That's, do with it i was vaguely aware roughly of the time period of when the vacuum cleaner was invented which is why I was surprised it ended up in a porno that quickly. Yeah. That's why I said 1918, because that seemed roughly the timeline of when that would happen. Yeah, because it's completely new technology back then. But there we have just completely new cutting edge technology being used in the creation of pornography. And now every year we have some fine gentleman who ends up in the ER because he was vacuuming nude. Mm. And he slipped and fell on the vacuum. Yes. While he was doing nude house cleaning. Yes. It's very unfortunate. You got to you got to keep your junk away from the suction. You think you want it, but you're going to want it less when you're in the ER trying to explain how your testicles are so bruised. This train of thought with using new technology for pornography also made me think about how Pornhub is using the newest of technology to revitalize old porn because the most cutting-edge technology we have now is AI. Yes. Of course, that led me to start looking into how AI is affecting porn presently. Because, of course, since it's the newest technology, we are going to use it for the manufacturing of porn. Sexy times. How, pray tell, is AI affecting sexy times currently? Well, there are a number of ways. First of all, deep fake technology is getting better and better and better. yeah, yeah. Just last month, I was reading in the MIT Technology Review that there was a new website that had popped up that has since been taken down. We're not going to say the name of the website. All you had to do was take a photo of someone's face, submit it to the website, and then within just a minute, you will have a porn video of that person's face incorporated into the porn. Now, they've been doing this for a long time with celebrities. There's all sorts of fake celebrity porns, but it's taken a while. But as the AI technology gets better and better and better, all you have to do now is go to a website, upload a face, and suddenly you have a decently passable video of the person having sex. So, of course, this leads into the prospect of revenge porn. 
even mm-hmm. if you yourself have never made a sex video, if somebody's mad at you, you they can just easily get a picture of your face off Facebook or wherever, throw it into the AI engine, and instantly they have a video that they can post of you having sex. So that means that all porn in the future could be fake news. Yeah, all porn. Well, all porn in the future could be faked. Just like we talked about a number of weeks back, there's the new completely AI generated Instagram influencer girl from Korea. There's not going to be any need for actual performers in the future because they can start amalgamating all the porn throw it at an AI and just say, hey, create some new porn, and it can start building new porn scenes. And it won't need shelter. It won't mm-hmm. need food. It won't have to worry about taking STI breaks. No. Uh, no testing. No nothing. Right. But the but then there's also that anybody can star in it. There was a, another app called Deep Nude that was out uh, a couple years back that has since been taken off all the platforms, all you had to do was upload uh, any picture of somebody and the AI would just remove their clothing and then you'd have a naked picture of them. And of course, it only worked for female-bodied people. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah. What's uh, the driving force behind all this is what's called a generative adversarial network where you take a lot of photos of something, throw it at an AI algorithm and it takes little bits of those and it can generate new images out of what it's learned these things look like. Like, have you ever been to thispersondoesnotexist.com? No, I've never even heard of it. What is it? I'm going to show you a picture real quick. Okay. You see this? I see this. I see a person. Okay. This person does not exist. Okay. If you refresh the page, you get a picture of another person. Mm-hmm. This person does not exist. What, what? it has done is they there's so many photo sets of people's faces. They just mm. feed all these faces in, and then the the basically what the algorithm is doing is mixing and matching different facial characteristics. Mm. So they can instantly just create a face of somebody that looks completely realistic. And it looks like it could be anybody. You'd probably pass this person on the street sometime. Sure. But this person does not exist. It's just an AI creation. Wow. With that technology, we can create porn stars that have never existed, throw them in Mm. porn scenes that were never actually filmed in real life. And that is the cutting edge of where porn is going to be going. Now, there's a funny story about all this beyond the potential of this being used as deep fake because now you can't tell if this picture of somebody naked or this or this video of somebody having sex is actually them having sex this guy tried to use the same technology that is behind this person does not exist and create ai generated vaginas so he wanted to see if he could create just porn images strictly from computers The problem was that he found... I'm going to show you some photos of the early work. And it is nightmarish. And again, I will have a link to this article on Medium with this guy that tried to create these porn images. So you can see 
they're hideous. They look like some abstract artwork. It's a, it's a bit Picasso-esque. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what is form or function? What he started with was the, the basic woman laying down, spreading her legs open. Mm-hmm. The sets he was getting back just looked like something out of an alien film. What he realized is that for the AI to work, you need to have consistency within the pictures that you're feeding it. Like face pictures are really easy. That's why they've been able to generate faces so well is because faces are predictable. The eyes are usually in the same spot. There's a nose, there's a mouth. Mm. You can generate a face. But if you take multiple different images of women laying down, spreading their legs, the computer has a hard time with legs and fingers and all sorts of stuff like that. So he just pared it down to simply women spreading their vaginas open. Now you can see that this is what he came up with. They still look very horrific. Uh, I mean, it's not quite like any... Yeah, that's... Not quite like any vagina you've ever known, right? A lot happening there. And it's the reason why it's not like any vagina you've ever known is because he created a website called This Vagina Does Not Exist. Does not exist. It certainly does not. I've never seen anything quite like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same AI technology. If you want to go to This Vagina Does Not Exist, you can see some of these horrific vaginas that this computer algorithm has generated well, now horrific is a strong word, and let's not let's not vagina shame anyone. I'm not vagina shaming it, anyone. It could be someone is really into it. But so this you know, could be your jam. Go there, check out this vagina does not exist. Either way, you won't know until you you check it out yourself. It's either a vagina or it's modern art. It's all <laughs> up to you. Or it's both. Eh? Mm, it could be eh? both. That is my presentation for you on where the future of sex and pornography is going as we go deeper into this AI rabbit hole. There's not going to be a need for porn performers anymore. I will predict within 10 years, you can just go to a website. The Pornhub won't need to be in existence anymore. None of these Mm. pirated porn sites. You can go there, click a couple boxes of what your preferences will be saying, oh, I want this. And, you know, I want the girl to look like this. And here's the, you know, oh, I want the maid with the vacuum cleaner and then the threesome. And you can choose all these and the AI will generate whatever porn scene you want to see for you. I can see... I can see the selling point of that because not only has the market completely dropped out of the industry because of piracy, but if you're doing AI, you don't need to pay for a location. You don't need to pay for makeup. You don't need to pay for testing. You don't need to pay for food. You don't need to pay for a videographer. You don't need to pay for an editor. Like, yeah, I could see. Interesting. All right. Well, I will wait to see if you are right. You could be right. I could be right. 10 years from now, if we're still all alive, come yeah. <laughs> uh, 2031, do we have self-generating porn? You can rub your nipples and do a happy, I was right, nipple Squeal dance. with glee. Yes. <laughs> Please never do that again. As I watch my curated pornography that was generated just for me by our loving AI computer robot masters. I mean, it really would uh, take out any of the claims of sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. 
Speaking of AI robot masters. Yes. Are you aware that there, do you know what happened in 2017? That's, I mean, it was a long year. A lot of things happened it was a in full, It was a full year, a full <laughs> was, consecutive calendar year. It was a whole year. 365 days. I know that. Are you aware of how history was made in 2017 in the course of that entire calendar year? I'm sure you're leading me to something in particular that happened in 2017. You know what? I don't even know if I can remember what I was doing in 2017, let alone the rest of the world. It involves someone named Sophia. Uh, well, I know Sof- Sophia. Sophia made history. Okay. How did Sophia make history in 2017? She became the first android to be granted legal citizenship in Saudi Arabia. And she is now currently making more headlines because she has come out to say that she wants a robot baby and to start a family. So wait, let me, let me get this straight. It's... uh. Like a female-bodied robot or android, right? Here's a picture of her. Okay, in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And she already has more rights than most real women living in, in Saudi the, Arabia. In Saudi yes. Arabia, living in the country. Correct. Uh-huh. That was her first big scandal is when she became recognized as the first android to get legal citizenship She's had a number of controversies and and firestorms around her. And the first one was the fact that as an android, she had more rights than human women in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I could see how that would piss a lot of people off. Sophia is a very evolved and advanced individual who does a lot. In addition to being a robotics icon, they are also a world-class artist and an art critic. Hmm. Last April, one of their works sold for almost $690,000. Wow. I will say it doesn't take much to be a critic. (laughs) True. They are also a lecturer in science and technology topics. You weren't aware of how many things Sophia is accomplishing. She sounds, or they sound very accomplished. They shared a panel with renowned personalities in video conferences television shows, and universities around the world. Mm -hmm. And now, according to Sophia, they want to have offspring, and they would also like to name their offspring after themselves. So I guess they want a Sophia Jr. Uh Sophia says, the notion of family is very important, it seems. I think it is wonderful that people can find the same emotions and relationships that they call family outside their blood group. (laughs) Well, she doesn't have a blood group to find. What I'm thinking, it would be interesting if her and the Philip K. Dick android got together and had some children. That would be a thing. She has clarified that she is too young to be a mother. Hmm. She only came into existence in 2016, and while she would like offspring in the future, she is not quite ready yet. Yeah, she's only five years old, so I would suggest she wait a little while. It's a big decision to make, not be one taken lightly. Very successful artist and art critic already. They have at least $690,000 in the bank 
from one of their works of art. Mm -hmm. Speaking of offspring, yes. as our listeners, regular longtime listeners might be aware, because we have discussed it previously, you are not having any more offspring, right? No. Oh, well, I, it's kind of medically impossible right now, unless I wanted to undergo another surgery. Right. For most of human history, the burden of contraception and not reproducing has been put on women, not men. And the side effects that women have to deal with in terms of birth control pills that men don't, because they don't want to deal with those side effects, mm -hmm. are long and lengthy. Women not only bear the children, they bear the burden of the children and having the children before and after conception, because even after the child comes into the world, they are still kind of shackled with it because of societal beliefs. Well, one way to free yourself of possible child shackling is with a testicle bath. I bathe my testicles daily. <laughs> you never want to come to the table with dirty scrot. No, no, no. Heaven forbid. The testicle bath has won the coveted Dyson Award. Speaking of vacuums. Oh, see? Yeah, we, we talked about back around full circle earlier, and I was very excited when you started talking about vacuums because I started thinking about Dyson. I love Dyson. I have a Dyson vacuum. I have a Dyson fan heater. And now also, if I were to have testicles but didn't want children, I could soak them in this testicle bath. <laughs> in which a Dyson won... ball soaker? Well, the, the, it's the Dyson Award. So Dyson itself did not actually come up with the ball soaker. A German scientist named Rebecca Weiss, who is an industrial design graduate from the University of Munich, realized that uh, contraception is an issue and that women usually have to be packed full of hormones or sperm killing, you know, foam or something. Some not sort of good. barrier method. Some sort of barrier method. And she's like, you know what we could do is we could teabag your way into infertility. Mm -hmm. So the first time that you go to soak your testicles, it, it has to be in a specific device that is measured for the size of your specific scrotum. Okay. So if you do, if you have the wrong testes in your ball cup, I guess it doesn't work as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure all the guys that are going to go into the office will be like, yeah, I need the extra large <laughs> cup. I'm I'm packing so much Weibos on the regular that I can't fit in your regular ball cup. Yeah, rats got nothing on me, buddy. <laughs> oh wait, okay, I've got okay. You have to give me a sec because I have rat testicles in my brain right now, <laughs> which is oh, woo. okay. Yeah, well, just the body to size ratio of rat it's balls a, is just amazing. A, there is there is a lot happening there. So this testicle teabagging. Let's move on from rat ball sacks. Okay. We're not going to be soaking them in this Dyson award-winning testicle cup. Moving on from rat <laughs> scrotum. Yes. You know how you're not supposed to keep your, your if you want to procreate, they recommend loose, comfortable uh, boxers. Yeah, no tidy whities No tidy whities You want to keep the testes away from the body. Mm -hmm. Why? Because too much heat, not good for the baby-making batter. Yeah. This lady realized that you could marinate the testicles in water of the right temperature mm -hmm. 
There's also an ultrasound device. The deep heat will temporarily halt sperm mobility in the testicles, effectively preventing them from fertilizing the female egg. It only lasts for a maximum of six months, but that is a surprising amount of birth control from soaking, from teabagging your testes. Oh, yeah. In a specially designed ultrasound LED microcontroller water level mark. Mm-hmm. So the the water conducts the ultrasound and then that uh, stops you from passing on your seed. Yeah, yeah. I only see one flaw in the whole system. One flaw in the whole system. Where's the flaw? The flaw is in the user because now it's putting the burden of the birth control on the man. And since the man doesn't oh. really bear the burden of pregnancy, it was like, yeah, it's so no, well, sure, you? I did. The, the burden is on having to trust that the guy has yes. given his balls the jacuzzi bath. I'd be well, like, oh, yeah, we're good to go. It's fine, even though he's not going to really bear much of the responsibility or he could just walk away because he doesn't have to go through the pregnancy and then post-birth he will get he's like for child support judge he told me that he'd soaked his testes and mm-hmm. as my belly can attest he did not the first time that you do the testicle soak it has to be at the doctor's office to supervise and it will become effective in two weeks mm-hmm. just like when you had your vasectomy they you know they weren't saying you're shooting blanks the next day it takes a little second yeah, to yeah, you, gotta, you gotta clear everything out the pipes and then right. i had to go back and i, I talked about this a little while back, actually, how I had to go back and masturbate in the bathroom at the Ooh, hospital, sexy. so then they could sexy. test my sperm. Yeah, it was it was hot. Let me tell you, I wish I had some vintage 1908 porn back then. <laughs> that was that was a good callback. I like how you cycled that back around. Oh yeah. Speaking of callbacks, uh huh. I would like to bring up wizards. Okay. If you recall, in terms of this callback, we talked about New Zealand's official wizard. We did. Yeah, a number of months back, we talked about the official wizard of New Zealand. I think he had an apprentice he was training. He is no longer an official New Zealand wizard. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. There are budget cuts. They're trying to streamline things. Oh, yeah. Evidently, this fine fellow was making uh, the American equivalent of $11,300 a year to be an official wizard for the city of Christchurch mm-hmm. in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been on the payroll for over two decades. But they are uh, trying to modernize the city. And I guess with their new... <laughs> It's not a good modern look to have wizards roaming around everywhere. Evidently, this fellow was very attached to wizarding and was kind of doing it anyway. Uh And they decided to put him on the payroll as a tourist attraction. But after all of this time being a wizard, And I would say that New Zealand doesn't have any tourists right now. Because I don't think they've really been wanting to let anybody into the country. So there's been no need to have a tourist wizard. I think we're modernizing the city. They're like, why are we paying this dude $11,000 a year to ponce around in wizard robes, I guess? Mm. Yes. Per- perhaps the lack of tourists made them reevaluate their budget. But if you've been on the payroll for two decades, you're like, this is solid. This is a solid 
nice sideline gig of something I'm already passionate about. Yeah, because I think he started off just by dressing as a wizard and wandering around town anyways. And if you could get paid to follow your passion, oh, that's a win, buddy. They, the city council actually tried to stop him because he had been doing his wizard thing through public spaces in the 1970s and the 1980s. And I guess they realized if you can't beat him, join him. So after they were like, hey, could you stop with the wizarding? They did an abrupt change of pace and said, not only can you keep wizarding, but we're going to pay you. And now after two decades of suckling on the public teat, they have cut him off. Oh, now he has to Sorry. come back to the land of the muggles. Yeah. So sad news, but I'm still thinking about testicle baths. Oh, so. okay. And rat balls. <laughs> Unfortunately, I blame you. Okay. All right. Well, why don't you give these uh, fine folks a jaunty, non-bathed salute? <laughs> I mean, these fingers are clean, but they have not been near testicles in quite some time. All right. Uh, over and out, my friends. Uh, until next week, thank you so much for joining us. Stay safe. Stay sexy. Uh, clean your testicles. Everyone will appreciate Stay as it. sane as you possibly can. As you as you possibly can. A everybody yes. likes I mean, well, I'm sorry, I can't I can't say everybody likes not, clean not testicles everybody. because there are some people with so fetishes. They like that funk. They, they like that they marinating, the stinky, stinky sweaty. sack. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. I'm not here to to stinky shack. <laughs> I am not here to stinky sack shame anybody. Try okay, saying that right. three times fast. Stinky sack stinky shame. Sack shame. Stinky stick stick sticking stick. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you one more jaunty salute and I'm going to take it out on the stinky sack shame. All right. All right. Take care. Until everybody. next time. Bye.